Welcome to the Body Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Kiara. You can expect new episodes each Wednesday that are educational, inspiring, and honest surrounding various women's health topics, spirituality, and so much more. The Body Wisdom Podcast was brought to life by integrating the physical and emotional body to deepen one's healing journey. Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. Hello, Emily. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. I am so excited to have you here. I've been following you on Insta for, I want to say like a year or so now, and I just love everything that you share. And it's just, it's so beautifully shared on top of that too, like on top of being knowledgeable and, and sharing all the goods that you have. It's just, and I don't know, it's such a, a soft and feminine kind of way of explaining things that can be so hard to digest and overwhelming sometimes. So yeah, I just want to share that. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) I feel the same way about uh, your information too. I was so drawn to your page and you're such a warm, welcoming personality. So I've like loved connecting with you on Instagram and it's so cool to be out of Instagram today. Yeah. (laughs) Actually talking. I loved these interviews because of that. It's like, Real human connection. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So Emily specializes in women's hormonal health and menstrual cycle well-being, and she also works closely with women to discover the root cause of their hormonal imbalances. And then she personalizes their protocols to gently guide them into a more sustainable and helpful way of living that helps balance hormones and promotes healing. So I'm really excited to have you on today to chat about cycle alignment and herbs specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, herbs are something that I, I I haven't dabbled too much in. I, I just started getting into herbs just a few months ago, actually, um, probably because of you. Honestly, that <laughs> looks so like just calming and nourishing and just. I don't know, just there's something about like steeping your own herbs instead of just like, and nothing wrong with a tea bag either, but there's just something about having like loose leaf herbs that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I want our audience to really get a good understanding of what herbs can be supportive throughout their cycle. And I guess like different, um, you know, issues and symptoms that they might be experiencing and how herbs can be supportive for, for that. Because yeah, I just have so many questions. So I guess to get started, let's let's just get into how you got into this arena. How did you get into this field? Yeah, um, it started, I mean, way, way back, you know, I always dealt with painful periods from the get-go, you know, so uh, of course, I just thought that was sort of the way it was supposed to be. So I never really questioned it, never really made any moves to try to you know, work past that or heal that part of my cycle. Um, So I just sort of lived with that really painful, awful periods. And then when I was 19, I got on birth control, um, thinking that was going to be the solution for painful periods and and acne too. I had horrible, really bad cystic acne at that point in my life too. So I got on birth control and I remember feeling very... 
um, nervous to start it. It was like something in me was kind of cautioning me, but I, I wasn't aware. I didn't know how to like listen to my intuition yet. So, you know, just went on it and I was on it for five years and my health just deteriorated in those five years while I was on it. Um, my eczema came back. I had eczema as a kid. Eczema came back uh, full force. I started getting horrible headaches every single week, like migraines that would just completely um, debilitate me. My digestion and gut health was completely out of whack. Um, I was like a, an emotional mess. Like I, it just wasn't stable. I remember explaining to somebody that I didn't feel like myself anymore. I felt really just depressed and sad all the time, not in control of my emotions. Um, and then one day I just decided, I was like, I, I think like I need to get off birth control. Um, at that point, we were like open to having a kid at that point, you know, in my marriage. So we were just like, whatever, you know, like, this is a good, let's get off of this thing. So I <laughs> talked to my doctor and, um, it's just like, you know, like, hey, what, what can I expect from getting off birth control? And she told me that, oh, you know, it's just going to clear out of your system in two weeks. But mm. she also instilled the, like, fear of, like, you know, you could get pregnant. Well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> you know, and I remember just going home and I had all these questions. I was just like, what, like, how, you know, just two weeks? Like, I don't have to do anything. Like, this seems strange to me. So I go home and I just started doing my own research. Um, at this point, I wasn't, you know, a health coach. I didn't have that training or anything like that. So I was just doing my own research and I stumbled upon some books. Um, there's a book called A Woman Code by Alyssa uh, Vitti. I think I'm saying her name right. And that book really like opened up my eyes. It was like, I remember going to work and telling my girlfriends, like, did you know that there are four phases of your cycle? Did you know that this is what's happening at ovulation? Like, total, like, my mind was blown. I can still remember that feeling of being very, like, excited about it, you know? So my first step after getting off was, like, I'm going to implement, um, you know, aligning with my cycle. And after a couple months of that, it, I could feel like everything was feeling better, you know, coming off birth control, my periods were wild. <laughs> it was just like yeast infections, really painful periods, like literally couldn't go to work because they were so bad headaches. But after I started implementing um, some of these principles, it was like, you know, symptoms were getting milder and milder. I felt like a, um, like a veil was lifted. I felt so much more myself. Like there was no more fog. Like I was just like, there's something to this, you know? And then sort of like, you know, fast forward, just continuing to implement this and then just deciding, like, I want this to be the thing that I share with the world. So I went back to school for health coaching and then went back again for uh, hormone health specifically. Um, it just everything was lining up for that whenever in the beginning before I, you know, sort of went back to um, further my education with hormone health all the clients I was getting, we always ended up talking about their menstrual cycles, you know, like no matter where, what they were coming to me for, it always came back to that. So I was kind of taking that as a sign. And even today, like the way I see it, especially with women, you know, our, our menstrual cycles are like the essence of our health. I feel like everything comes back to our hormones, you know, that's like the root and so much of our, our health issues stem from living out of alignment with the energy of our cycle, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, 
so yeah, that just kind of led me into, you know, where I am today and sort of like, you know, changing the direction of my business and everything. And it just felt like very aligned. It's, you know, the thing I could talk about all day. So yeah, it's a personal journey turned into wanting to like spread the word for all the, all the women in the world. So. So beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Something that stood out to me, you got on birth control when you were 19 and so did I. And I felt that was kind of late, um, just in comparison to a lot of my my friends who were on it in high school and things like that. A lot of them had gotten on it because they were having terrible periods um, or they wanted to clear up their acne Mm -hmm. or something as silly as like, my boobs are bigger. (laughs) Like, I don't know, just little things like that. I was like huh, maybe like I should be on it too. Like I literally just got on it because I thought it was like the cool thing to do. And, you know, I just feel like there, there just needs to be more informed consent about things like that too. Like you said, um, depression, anxiety were something that you severely experienced. And those, those were my two main symptoms after getting off on birth control. I like quickly got off of it because I was like, something's not right. And this is the only thing that's changed. Um, so I'm glad I did that, but I feel like in the following months that still kind of lingered around for me very strongly. So it wasn't until, um, gosh, when was it? Like, I mean, years later that I was like really struggling with my digestive health and my periods were like all over the place, just having really, really long cycles. Um, never knew when to expect it. And they were super painful too on top of that. So yeah, very similar stories. And I guess just like any other practitioner in the field, we got into it because um, yeah, our own stories and wanting to Mm -hmm. share that with the world. And there is another side and there is hope. So that's awesome. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So how did you start to integrate herbs into your practice? Like what made you, what, what drew you to herbs? Yeah. Um, I've always had an affinity towards herbs since I was like a kid. I'm not even sure why. (laughs) It's one of those things like my parents always had gorgeous vegetable gardens growing up. They always had like a huge herb garden right outside our kitchen. Um, So even from a young age, I could like name like all the herbs, like, oh, that's lemon balm, that's peppermint or that's, you know, whatever. And like things that normal, like middle schoolers don't, (laughs) aren't talking about. (laughs) Um, so I was always uh, drawn to herbs, and um, I had I lived with a friend who um, was very much into herbs. She had this great book, which is now a book that I recommend to um, all of my clients. It's called uh, Herbal Healing for Women by okay. Rosemary Gladstar, and that book kind of really then got me into it for health reasons, realizing oh, this is not just about, you know, like culinary herbs, not just for about cooking, but these have a lot of uh, healing capabilities and they can do a lot to help improve your cycle. Um, so kind of from there, I started experimenting with buying some herbs in bulk and just like making some teas at home. Then it turned into growing more of a variety of herbs um, in my own yard and drying them and then making some teas through that. And then when I got pregnant, um, I was really into it. And, you know, I was making some um, blends for like while I was pregnant. And then I made a bunch of blends for like postpartum too. 
um, just as part of like, you know, healing and everything. Um, but yeah, just seeing the difference again, you know, in my own health and, and coming off birth control and sort of adding them in um, and the big difference it made in my cycle and how it affected my, my energy levels in a positive way. Um, that's when I started doing more just like research, education, you know, reading about herbs. Um, and the other thing that I love about them too is, uh, you know, I feel like with women, we have such a connection to the natural world, you know, like our, our cycle lengths are so similar to the, to the moon cycle lengths and things like that. So when I'm working with herbs or, you know, buying them and like, you know, making infusions or teas, I feel like it's a very grounding experience and it's such a great way yeah. to connect yeah. with the natural world. I feel like just the act of preparing an infusion alone. Um, so with working with the herbs and starting to incorporate them into my own diet, I started noticing a lot of um, positive effects from using them, uh, not just with my cycle, but with my energy. It was helping with my skin and even anxiety. So I started, you know, doing more research and reading and education type things about herbs um, because I just wanted to, you know, learn more like about this, um, this art, essentially. Um, the other thing about working with herbs, too, that I love is that I feel like with women, we have such a connection um, to nature through our cycles. Yeah. So like, for example, you know, our cycle lengths are so similar to the moon lengths and the moon phases and things like that. Plus, there's so many great benefits of just connecting with nature and, you know, grounding and everything. And I feel like when, you know, you're working with herbs, that in and of itself is a very grounding um, experience, uh, yes. working hands on with plant material, you know, from the earth. Um, it's so relaxing too, just, you know, ha collecting your herbs and then making your infusions or even just like making a cup of tea and then actually, you know, sitting down and enjoying that cup of tea and, you know, understanding and being grateful for the fact that it's so healing and you're getting uh, so many great nutrients from that. Um, so yeah. And then from there, I just started slowly incorporating that into my one-on-one uh, -on -one programs, you know, so when I'm working with women, we will um, address the foundations of health first. So like we'll focus on on sleep and diet, movement, stress management, uh, et cetera, you know, and then we kind of will go in and like fill in the gaps with herbs, depending on the hormonal imbalance or, or certain symptoms that they're experiencing. And it doesn't take a lot of the herb. I love it because it's such a gentle, um, simple way to incorporate something that is so healing to the body. You know, like herbs and herbal infusions and teas, they're such a great source of these bioavailable nutrients. It's not like a, you know, when you take a supplement and it's a pill and the body's got to like break it down, you know, it's just so easily assimilated into the body. The body doesn't have to work quite as hard to, you know, get all the goodness from that. So I like to use herbs like a supplement in a way, in addition to focusing on all those foundations to just really then, you know, up level their hormone health, just like bring it to the next level. Like, okay, you're dealing with, let's say you have some, you know, painful cramps. So like, let's focus in like adding in like ginger at this point in your cycle or like red raspberry leaf tea at this point in your cycle. And let's see if that sort of, you know, brings your symptom healing to like the next level. 
That's awesome. So cool. And I love what you said about it just being a grounding experience. I know a lot of people can either roll their eyes at herbs or maybe supplements and stuff like that. And it's like, well, if you have that, um, I guess, embodiment or intention or lack of intention surrounding whatever it is, I feel like that in and of itself makes it less likely to actually uh, work. And it's the whole process behind it. It's the whole intention behind it. Um, And that also, I feel like just the slowness of that process is healing in and of itself too. Um, Like so many women, you know, just talking about living out of cycle alignment are probably moving like fast often and they're go, go, go. So just the simple act of slowing down and enjoying a cup of tea sounds really beautiful and really healing. Um, Mm -hmm. So you mentioned using herbs postpartum. Something I get asked a lot in my DMs is like help with my postpartum cycles. Like, I don't know what to do, how to get my cycles back. Like, is it normal? Like, can we talk about that? And I guess how to support that, that phase of pregnancy, the fourth trimester. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, that's a question I get asked so often too, you know, or like, how can I start, um, like aligning with my cycle? I just had a baby. How do I know yeah. what phase I'm in? Like all of that. And my answer is always like, you know, the fourth trimester, that is a, a time. It's almost like a, a, a phase in and of itself. That's how I like to look at it as no, it's not going to fall within like, you know, any of those phases of your cycle. It is its own season of your life right and so much of you know your period coming back is going to be dependent upon if the body is ready for that does the body feel supported enough to have a period again you know our period is a very energy intensive process so if you're breastfeeding and you're just recovering from you know uh birth and um maybe you're like up a little bit more at night things like that the body's not going to want to put the energy towards having a period, it's going to conserve all those nutrients and that energy towards breastfeeding or, or, you know, keeping your body going in this period where you're, um, caring for your newborn, you know, and resting yourself, like, you know, healing yourself. So I don't like to, you know, after you have a baby, don't focus so much on, you know, trying to figure out what phase you're in or bringing that back necessarily, just focus on, supporting yourself, resting, healing up, because when you, when you follow that step, those steps, then the body's going to feel safe enough to ovulate again and then have a period, right? So in terms of herbs, um, the herbs that I, I like using for postpartum, um, that I used myself too, are a lot based. They're like the same basic herbs that pretty much any woman could start out with. They're really gentle and, so deeply nourishing. Um, so we're talking about nettle here, red raspberry leaf, and oat straw. There are so many, you know, there's such a variety of herbs. There's like so many different things you can like, you know, add into like these blends. But I like to focus on these three as like the core. So nettle is like in a really powerful um, blood builder. I love nettle even. Um, during your period or even in your follicular phase two. Um, just because you, after your period, it's so important to replenish your body, you know, from all, you know, you're losing blood. 
we talked about before, like, you know, it's an energy intensive process. So nettle is sort of like this body replenisher and helps to like uh, rebuild the blood again. It's so rich in a variety of nutrients like vitamin K, we've got calcium, iron, uh, vitamin A, and chlorophyll. It's really beneficial for your liver as well. Um, it can help to uh, reduce excess estrogen as well. It's an aromatase inhibitor as well. So nettle is just, it's such a good basic tonic. And if you're having like an infusion a day, say like you postpartum, you know, and you're having like just a small bit every single day, or let's just say you just, you know, in your regular cycle, again, during your period or in your follicular phase, um, you know, it's going to really help with like your energy too. So nettle is just a really good kind of like the multivitamin of the herbal world, I like to call it, you know? Really? Um, yeah, so nettle's such a good one. And always, you know, with any herbs, um, specifically nettle, but with any herbs, it's just important to like, just like double check with your doctor, especially if you're on any medication. Sometimes herbs can interfere with certain medica medications. So it's just good to like double check, you know, with what you're taking um, just in case too. I'm so um, glad talking about this. I'm actually on day one of my cycle and oh. I'm so inspired to now just go steep um, some nettle after this. Yes. Infusion of it. <laughs> oh, you should. When I, So with um, my clients, if they have like a period, right, you know, like it happens, like the, the goal is always to rest during a period as much as you can, like take it easy, like self-care, right? Like that doesn't always happen, right? Like life during sometimes, like things happen. Yeah. We can't always bring like podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. We can't always like put our feet up. So sometimes yeah. my clients will say, like, you know, I'm not. They're entering in their follicular phase, and they're not feeling that energy rise that is you pretty pretty normal to feel um, as you're transitioning to that right. phase. And I'm like, right. okay, well, you were really busy and and doing a lot in your menstrual phase. So like, what you know. Have you had a metal infusion? Like, you know, add in those infusions. And that a lot of times will help to bring that energy back up because it's really replenishing the body on a really deep level, especially if you're having it in an infusion form versus like a cup of tea. Just because an infusion is a much more potent medicinal brew than just a cup of tea. Because with an infusion, you are... Um, you're steeping it overnight. So you're really able to pull all those hard materials out of the plant, like the minerals, you know, minerals are like, they're like a harder material. So when you're um, er extracting them out over a long period of time with the really hot water, you're getting the most out of the plant. Whereas like a cup of tea, you know, we're usually steeping it for like 15 10 minutes, minutes or so. Oh, yeah. Getting good stuff, but yeah. the infusion is more, much just more medicinal. So, you know, sipping on that, you have to consider like the, the plastics that are in the tea bag, like yes. the microplastics, right? It's not perfect. Absolutely. I mean, obviously doing what you can, but yeah. I think it's the long run too. Like buying loose leaf can be more, um, like you get more bang for your buck. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I used to buy the tea boxes, you know, when I was like first getting into this, I'd go to the store and buy like a box of like the, I don't know, traditional medicinals yeah. like metal, right? It's like 16 yeah. tea bags. So if you're using like two at a time or something like that, it's like every week you're going. It's a lot. But you can buy a huge bag of metal loose leaf for, gosh, like 
14 bucks, I think, yeah. you know, yeah. and it like lasts you so long. Plus, what with an infusion, you're using a bigger quantity of the herb. Huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I cut you off. <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, um, when you're using the bulk herbs, or no, sorry, when you're making infusions, you're using a bigger quantity of the herbs, which so just doesn't make sense to like buy the tea bags. So when you're buying in bulk, like, um, you know, you're, you need more uh, for the infusion. So like, okay, um, if you're using an infusion, you're going to want to use four to six tablespoons per quart of hot water, you know, so you're not going to use like, that would be so many tea bags. <laughs> so it makes more sense to just buy in bulk, have them in bulk. I like to um, buy a bunch of like the different herbs that I'm using and I'll um, store them in like the big glass containers, like in a dark cupboard. That way it's like everything's all laid out. It's like having like your own herbal cupboard. But yeah, those three, the nettle, red raspberry leaf, and oat straw are the good basics to start with. So if you're like, okay, I want to add some herbs in, I would definitely start with those three. Yeah. On top of things like, I think one of the things that most moms aren't doing after giving birth is, is not eating enough, especially for breastfeeding, you know, and maybe I, I speak to a lot of women who are also just stepping into this space of like, Oh, I need to eat more than just like 1200 calories a day. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, maybe they weren't eating that way before they got pregnant and during pregnancy and things like that. So it it might just take some time just to truly replenish and give your body the, the fuel that it needs and the, the nourishment that it needs. And then on top of that, adding in some herbs can be a nice um, addition to those foundations. So I will. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. No, like that's such a good point too. Um, I think, and with any supplement, I think sometimes we hear, oh, this is going to be the thing that's going to uh, maybe like, um, maybe bring my cycle back postpartum or, um, yeah. So help with that symptom so that you focus really hard on that one little thing. But it's so true. It's it is like the whole picture, you know? Like that's why I always say like focus on those foundations first. And then herbs are gonna or any supplement will then fill in the gap if if necessary. You know, that happened to me postpartum. I was not I didn't realize <laughs> the huge amount of calories I should be eating. Yeah. You know? I was yeah. kind of focused on oh, my, I have my, my teas, my infusions and like those little things. And I was forgetting about the bulk, you know, the calories part. And that made like, once I started eating enough, then everything else sort of like fell into place. So yeah, that's a really important thing to like mention is just like that basic um, foundation, just making sure you're eating enough first. And then, you know, the supplements and the herbs are like the, uh, like the cherry on top. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's so like dumbfounding to some women and it was to me too. Like, Oh my gosh, I need mm-hmm. to be eating this much. Like, Same. and it, at the time it felt so insane because I guess my digestive capacity was also really low. And so I could mm-hmm. only tolerate like a certain amount of food too. And I work with so many women who are like, well, I'm just, I'm not hungry. Like I don't have an appetite. And like, this is like, someone can eat like one or two bites and be full. Like I've literally worked with yeah. women like that too. So 
it'll mm -hmm. just take some time. But yeah, really important foundation just to make sure you're eating enough. Um, all right. Awesome. So as far as like other symptoms, like painful periods and long cycles, things like that, um, what are some other herbs that you tend to go to for some clients? Yeah. Um, so for most of my clients, well, I'll, well, I'll talk about too, like tea cycling. So like the herbs that kind of work with each phase, because I think that would be yeah. helpful too. But yeah. um, well, I so guess it was like, could we back up actually and just explain the, the phases of your cycle? I know some people like to just yeah. do like follicular and non-follicular or mm -hmm. like actually break through like each phase, like the four phases. I don't know how mm -hmm. you'd like to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, I like to teach um, the four phases. There is though. It's, it, yeah. Sometimes it's taught like in like two halves, but I do like to break down in four, four phases just because I feel like there is a really distinct shift in energy and mindset yeah. uh, mm -hmm. for each phase. So I, you know, I think it can be helpful to see it as like four, four pieces, you know? Um, so yeah, the phases are the menstrual phase, the follicular phase, ovulatory and luteal phase. So your menstrual phase is going to be uh, your period, right? So that's the start of a brand new cycle. So it's day one. Um, and this cycle or this phase, I'm sorry, usually lasts around, let's say three to five days. Um, you know, I'm, I give like general, like for, for the times of the phases, but it's so important to remember that you know, your cycle is going to be unique to you. And there are so many factors that are going to influence the length of each phase. So, you know, what I'm saying is it's a generalized um, statement, but just know that it can be different for you if you're listening. Um, so yeah, first phase is your period. And this is typically characterized by um, having lower energy, feeling much more uh, introspective and um, your energy is drawn inward. So you're more apt to focusing on like self-care, maybe wanting to be um, alone. Um, this is a great phase to really sit back and sort of reflect on everything going on in your life, just because we're very rational at this point because our hormones have dropped to a pretty low level during this phase. So it's a great point to just sit back and journal like, okay, what's, you know, what's working in my life? What's not working? What are some shifts I want to make here? Um, you know, what are some projects I maybe want to start carrying out once I hit my higher energy phases, things like that. Um, you know, it's good if you're into like exercising to taper down to maybe some yoga or like a Pilates walking, things like that. You know, obviously we don't want to be doing like a crazy hit workout <laughs> during your period. <laughs> so just like taking it easy and obviously listening to your body. So what feels good for you at that point? Some women, it feels really good to like get up and go for a long walk during their period, but other women might prefer a nap, maybe especially in those first two days. So it's so important to listen to, you know, your body and what you have energy for. Um, so after the menstrual phase, then is the follicular phase. Um, so this phase, I like to think of it as preparing for the, the, like the healthiest ovulation, you know, like just making sure you're really supporting your body to have that strong ovulation. Um, in the beginning of this phase, you know, as we're kind of edging into this after our period, you should start feeling that your energy is slowly building, you know, after that restful uh, time during your period. So the follicular phase is sort of when you're 
blossoming again. You're kind of coming back to life. It's synonymous with springtime and nature. Um, so you're feeling more social, very open to trying out new experiences. So it's a good time in your cycle to say yes to things, maybe tr go get that haircut you've been wanting to do because like you're like, maybe you want to like, you're open to wanting to try something new and fresh, um, hang out with your friends, like try out a new exercise. Like you're just kind of willing and opening open to, you know, like experimenting, like testing out the waters and different things. So it's, you know, it's like springtime starting fresh again. Yeah. Um, next is the ovulatory phase. Mm -hmm. So this is just a, it's like a short little, obviously like yeah. phase it's, um, you know, it's the main, the whole point of our whole cycle is ovulation, you know, and I think we're so taught that like the period is the, the main star of the show, but it really is all about ovulation. So this is sort of that, the peak of the cycle here. Um, so in nature, obviously we're being primed to like attract a mate, you know, this is the point in our cycle where we're very fertile. So our skin tends to look its best. We feel naturally very confident and bold and magnetic without even really trying. Um, so it's a good point to reach out to people, like collaborate, you know, have conversations you've been needing to have. You can take on a little bit more with work and social stuff without getting burnt out because you do have really high natural energy levels. So it kind of goes along with the follicular phase of just like this is your time in your cycle to be outward. You have outward energy, you know, be social, just kind of like I like to think of it as like kind of like living it up. It's like summer. It's like summertime within your body in a way. Um, so then after ovulation, then we move into the luteal phase and the luteal phase is like this two week long preparation as we move closer to our period. So in week one of the luteal phase, we're sort of like riding the high of ovulation still. We're feeling high energy still and still feeling pretty social. But as we get to that second week of our uh, luteal phase, our energy will shift slightly. Suddenly the energy starts to turn inward a little bit. We might be feeling um, not quite as social, needing some alone time. Um, we need space in this part of the cycle. I love to guide my clients towards really acknowledging their emotions and releasing their emotions when they get to this point in their cycle. So it's easy when we're in our higher energy phases to, if, you know, something we feel an emotion, it's, it can be easy to kind of just brush it aside, but it tends to come back up later on in our cycles, right? We tend to think of like the luteal phase this is like that point where like we feel like PMS or we feel moody or like, oh, my emotions. If we're not addressing these emotions like month after month, they're going to keep coming up around the same point in our cycles. So when we're feeling emotions, it's so important to just take a moment and acknowledge it and work through it. Maybe this is taking time to be alone and maybe you need a good cry. Maybe you need to journal. Maybe you're talking to a friend or using modalities like breath work like what you like what you're doing you know to like help yourself release these emotions and work through it you know mm -hmm. we tend to hold on to these emotions and not acknowledge them they can manifest as like pms symptoms frustration or yes. anger maybe we're like lashing out at the people around us so you know just really making sure you're taking time and 
saying what you need, you know, like maybe it's like, I need time alone today, or I need to take a bath. I need to go on a walk alone. So really prioritizing yourself and your needs as you move closer to your period. Um, You're also, you know, much more apt to noticing small details around you. So it's a good point in the cycle to sort of like tidy up loose ends, cross those things off your to-do list. It's Women um, say it's very similar to a feeling of nesting uh, right before, like, say you give birth. And in a way, it's similar, you know, you're right about to, like, have your period too. So the feeling can be pretty similar. So it's kind of like a need to want to, like, finish the laundry or, like, you know, clear out your inbox, your email inbox, or, like, tidy up the house kind of thing. So once your period does come, you're really at a place where you're prepared to just relax for, like, a day or two, especially, like, the first day or two of your period. So um, those are sort of like tendencies that are sort of like built into us. It's kind of hard to like resist it. Um, sometimes I get this urge to clean out my closet. And I'm like, <laughs> where am I in my cycle? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that luteal face. <laughs> so yeah, it's just like, and you know, having the awareness of what phase you're into, I feel like it gives women such a sense of confidence and such like deep understanding of their body you know instead of feeling like why am I why do I feel like this right now or why do I feel tired or irritable you know to understand this is where I'm at in my cycle what are the steps now I can do to help manage this or understand this you know like or if you're feeling you know really confident and like oh it's so easy for me to talk to people and to be social right now and you you know look where you are in your cycle you're probably in your like follicular ovulatory phase um I used to work I used to manage a coffee shop before I dove into this work I was always so confused because I would have days where I was like oh I'm like so chatty with the customers I feel really good it's like easy to be here and then a few days later, I would feel really grumpy and not wanting to be around people. And I didn't know why. And then once I started, you know, learning about and applying these principles of aligning with my cycle, it was like, oh, that's why. Like, it all makes sense now, you know. So I think it's a really good thing for women to um, really understand, you know, just be aware of like where you are in your cycle and, you know, collect that data. If you like chart your cycle, things like that. Um and then, yeah, I can go into like the teas or the, the herbs for each of tea the phases too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love that. So tea cycling is just basically for each phase that you're in, um, having certain herbs for each phase to just help with hormone balance, essentially. Um, so for during your period, yeah, your menstrual phase, the teas to focus on would be red raspberry leaf, um, chamomile, and ginger. So chamomile and ginger are great because they help to ease cramps. So this is like, you know, if you experience a painful period, chamomile and ginger would be like your go-to herbs for this phase. Um, Ginger is great. Nonetheless, like whether you have pain-free periods or painful periods, ginger is great because it helps to promote circulation in the body. And we want to have good circulation and warmth going on in the body during our period. It just helps to encourage healthy uh, blood flow. You know, we don't want to have cold and sort of congestion happening in the body. So anything warming is going to be really beneficial during um, the menstrual phase. 
And red raspberry leaf itself is a uterine tonic and it just helps to uh, relax like the pelvic floor muscles. So it's a great herb to have during that phase too, um, just to like tonify the uterus. Um, it can help also to um, prevent or help like soothe painful cramps too. So it's a great herb to have during those phases. I like having um, chamomile and ginger just as teas. Red raspberry leaf, I like to make an infusion of. Because there's a lot more minerals to extract from that one. So that one makes a really good like medicinal brew. Chamomile is so delicate because it's a flower. So it's not something that I would, you know, want to steep overnight. Um, and same thing with ginger. Wow, ginger I didn't know that. On the stove top. Yeah, certain herbs are going to be better for infusing and some are just better for teas. So the herbs that, you know, are like, like barks or like almost like twigs types of herbs or, um, yeah, herbs where you're extracting minerals out. Those are the ones you'd want to do, um, like as an infusion for that longer period of time. Uh, but yeah, like delicate, more delicate ones. Yeah. They just sense. work better as tea. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have to remember that next time because I've definitely infused chamomile. They're so beautiful, though. So beautiful. Oh, I, know, I love it. That makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's a, those are great ones. And, and for the ginger, I mean, ginger is so versatile, you know, use it in your cooking. Like, I like making a tea on the stovetop, so cutting up, like, a decent amount of, I don't know, two inches worth. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those people that does not measure no. anything. So yeah. I'm like, well, how much do I use? Like, I would say about like two inches worth and like chopping it up fresh, putting it in some water and like bringing that to a boil on the stovetop. And then just like adding a little bit of honey to that is mm. so good and it's so totally soothing. Good. Yes. Because it's snowing outside. Well, yes. it's snowing, but there's snow on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cold. Even like adding ginger to like a like a collagen hot chocolate or something like that. I mean, it's so versatile. You know, you can add it to like anything. Wow. So I haven't thought of that. Collagen hot chocolate. That's interesting. I'm going to have to try it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What I'm doing is adding ginger to eggnog. <clears throat> oh yeah absolutely oh good so good oh my gosh yeah and you do know you do fresh ginger or like powdered ginger uh fresh oh yeah that sounds yeah. so good yeah um it's a bit you know tricky to uh, uh i guess kind of peel it is <laughs> and do it yes. a spoon and then having to grate it so it's a little bit of a process but it's totally worth it mm -hmm. um and like on the topic of just keeping your body warm, like mm -hmm. that reminds me like during our, our menstrual phases, like just wearing socks or even like yes. in the winter in general, like just the season that we're in. I'm on the East Coast. I know some people are on the West Coast and I'm jealous of the warm weather and Florida, whatever. Same. Um, <laughs> but like just wearing socks and it's something I have to remind myself because I actually don't love socks. Like if I could be barefoot, all the time. I'd be barefoot all the time. But, Same. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually not wearing socks. So I need to go put some on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's such an important like point to bring up too. Um, I had somebody message me this and they said that it was something their grandmother instilled in them from a young age, like warm feet equals warm uterus. That was like the saying. And I was like, Oh, that makes so much sense. So yeah, like socks, 
during your period and and you know like no crop tops like stay warm you know yes. like even if you don't have cramps like use like a heating pad just to encourage like that healthy circulation and, and blood flow you know just stay yeah. comfy and like what you said too winter uh our period is synonymous with winter and nature you know so this season that we're in right now you can almost treat the whole season as you would your period not like to say like treat it like you're on your period this whole season but like you know it's a season of reflection and rest like this is the point where we're you know we're done with the holidays now so we can kind of take a deep breath and just get cozy now and focus on like ourselves a little bit you know like self-care so that comes spring when you know everything's waking up again we're ready to kind of re-enter the world it works the same the seasons line up with the uh phases of our cycle yeah you know, I'd love to talk about this more because I was speaking with one of my mentors um, before the holidays about the intention of slowing down during this time. And mm -hmm. I hadn't stopped to think about it. I was just, I kept, I was just going straight. I was like, there's no right. time to stop. Um, you know, had so many ideas flowing for 2022 and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And um, she asked me that and I was like, you know, I really hadn't thought about that. And Sure enough, I got sick, like really sick. I didn't have COVID, but I had something that was just like really intense and it like yeah. wiped me out for two weeks during Christmas, like during New Year's. And so I was kind of like forced to slow down. And I had like made the decision to slow down, but it was it really like forced me to do absolutely nothing. Like no, like not even like working for my bed, laptop situation, but just nothing. And I had to really surrender to that and it, like be off of social media because like, that did not feel good. That was the last thing I wanted to do. Um, so I, yeah, I can relate to that a lot. Just being in this, she, she mentioned that. And I was like on my period when I talked to her then, and she was like, you know, that's winter for us and like slowing down or reflection and all this stuff. Um, so it's such a, it's a beautiful time. And I used to think of my like ovulatory phase as my favorite phase of my cycle. Now I'm just like, I, I love all of it. Um, yeah. I've really learned to appreciate my menstrual phase because I think it's been kind of ingrained in us to hate it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh, completely. Like, oh my God, the dreaded cycle. Like, yeah. Like, Instagram account still that just like almost make fun of it. Uh, yeah, there's or, like memes out there. Yeah. Memes about it. <laughs> just like still telling the facts how horrible like our periods are. And I guess like if, yes, if they are painful and, you know, you can dread them, but the whole goal is to, you know, experience a cycle that is pain less. Like I have experienced that. I didn't even realize that my period was coming today if it weren't for me tracking it you know, exactly. Mm -hmm. so I knew it was coming, but it just, it just, it just showed up like, yes, <laughs> without great. yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's beautiful. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you feel that way too, with like slowing down at this time of the year and like you're off Instagram right now, right? Yes. And I, yes. And I, I so agree. I always have, I'm not, I'm a little bit of a Scrooge. I'm not like not a fan of the holidays, but I I always feel like, yeah, I feel like the holidays come at this time of year where our, we need, like, 
nature is asking us to slow down in a way it's, it's colder. It's, um, the light is, is so much different. There's so much more darkness this time of year yet our society wants us to go, go, go. And it's like parties and this and that and buy the presents. And it's so, um, against what our natural rhythm is really asking for at this time of year, you know? Um, and I feel like when we don't, heed that we don't pay attention to that and sort of push against what our bodies need then that's when like things like illness happen same thing happened to me I had COVID over Christmas yeah and I'm so it was all good So, so yeah like same thing and I know when I get sick it's because I'm pushing myself when my body's needing something other than that. Yeah. Um, so it was like, I, it was almost like, of course, and uh, like, I didn't expect anything. Less. <laughs> you know, like that. Um, yeah. So yeah, at Christmas time, um, a little bit before that, I was like, you know what, I'm going to take some time from social media and it's hard to do. I'm not going to lie. It's taking time off of it feels it's, you know, we're, sort of believe like, oh, you're going to fall behind in your business or, you know, like what's going to happen? Are you going to get lost in the algorithm, whatever? But the truth is that, you know, we need, we need breaks. And I think social media in particular can be a really big energy sucker, you know? So I think it's really important to, you know, take those breaks from like, I mean, like all devices sometimes too, like all forms of the internet, like, you know, it's not just Instagram, it's like all of it. Like, even when I wasn't on Instagram those first few days, I felt like I was on my phone constantly just texting. It was almost like I was filling this, that void a bit. So it took a few days to kind of like settle out again. Um, But I knew I needed to put that energy into myself, you know, like I have my own uh, things for my own health I wanted to focus on this year and I knew that if I was putting all that energy into social media I wouldn't have the energy to put into myself and the things I know I want to work on for myself this year and it was also about like um, figuring out my new boundaries how am I going to handle social media like how do I want to go forward with it in the new year you know it gives you a chance to again reflect and reevaluate everything you know where am I going with this? What do I want to change? Um, and, you know, even while I'm like actively using social media, I always try to make it a point to take breaks from using it on weekends and take breaks from using it at least the first two or three days of my period, usually. Or if I'm using it, it's like maybe just sharing a little thing on stories but not putting that energy into like, I want to make a post. I mean, you know, when we make these posts, there's a lot of time that goes into that, you know, and answering questions and all that. So I think it's so important to take a break from like social media during your period, but even like taking, like having at least a day where you're stepping away from it just to protect your energy. And again, like we were saying, like this time of year in particular, it's just a great time to step back and sort of reflect. I think there's a lot of this mentality that it's, oh, it's the new year. So now I need to kind of hit the ground running um, with whether, you know, there's there's all the things about the detoxes and the diets and the goals and all this stuff. And it can be pretty overwhelming. And it's sort of forcing our bodies into go, go, going at a point where we're supposed to be resting. Whereas the natural time to 
kind of start implementing these things would be in the springtime because that's when literally the world is waking up again, but our bodies are also kind of stepping into that too. And, you know, craving, probably naturally craving foods that naturally support our detoxification systems that are already in place. Like, you know, we don't have to like do these juice cleanses or things like that. It's just about supporting what's already there. Um, And yeah, just listening to your body. Nobody wants to, I shouldn't say nobody, but I always just see people implementing these really intense like exercise routines and things like that at this point in the year. And I feel like that's so just going against what our bodies need. You know, like the body doesn't want to be like, going to the gym, like, you know, after work kind of thing, and like, you know, putting in the schedule, you know, yeah, like, it feels good. It's so important to move our bodies. But it's just, you know, remembering that, that rest should come be more of a priority. Yeah, resting or replenishing, focusing on warming foods, so that our bodies are sort of, you know, in a good place, ready to go come spring. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I could go on and on and on about like social media and just devices in general, like Mm -hmm. just doing more things that make you feel alive. And for me, like TV, being on my phone and scrolling do the exact opposite. They, they suck the life force out of me. And I just, I, I could, couldn't feel more alive. Like when I'm outside connecting to water and water and I'm actually trying to move to the beach because. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Amazing. I'm just like, I need this. I think that was like the other thing too, like, um, pertaining to whatever illness I got. I was like, I can guarantee you it's because of the lack of sunlight that we get up here in the Northeast. Like it just mm-hmm. like nothing but gray, cloudy skies. Right now it's sunny. So I'm going to go for a walk after this. But Same. It just got sunny here too. Yeah. Yes. And, but it's just been, you know, that's just winter. And I don't know. I, I love the winter because there's snow on the ground and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, I could also fly to the winter. Like if I <laughs> If I miss the snow that much, like I'm just so ready for daily sunshine in my life and like grounding to the earth. It's, it's all really important. But anyway, I um, don't want to take away from the other teas and uh, infusions for the rest of the immune cycle. That was a good segue though. Yeah. Yeah. To talk about for sure. Totally. Um, yeah, so we covered menstrual phase, so follicular phase. That's the yeah. phase that starts when bleeding is done. Um, so the herb for this phase is nettle, which we sort of touched on earlier. You know, it's that great herb which is replenishing after your period is done. Um, it's like that the nature's multivitamin, like we were saying. So having nettle infusions, even if it's just nettle tea, like I'll take it, right? It's all good. So yeah. having that in your follicular phase, just sort of, again, replenishing rebuilding after uh like the loss of blood and everything during your period that's going to be your go-to herb uh for that phase um as you're moving into the ovulatory phase the herbs i like to focus on are going to be dandelion root or burdock root and that's because these herbs are so they're like queens of the liver you know that's how i like to look at them they're so supportive for the liver so they're going to just help in that removal of excess estrogen, because estrogen's at its highest point at that point in our cycle. So obviously we want to make sure we're getting out that excess estrogen so we're not dealing with symptoms around ovulation or again in our luteal phase. 
Um, so dandelion root and burdock root, I like to use dandelion root as a tea. I also love the um, dandy blend dandelion root latte mix. It like comes as a powder. So I've easy to it. mix. Okay. Yeah. It's really good and so easy to make it into like a latte. So if, if you get like, if you're sick of teas and you want something a little more heartier or you could add it to, sometimes I just add a scoop of it to coffee in the morning. Um, you could add it to hot chocolate. You could add it to like anything. So <laughs> it's a good one. Um, and burdock root's a good one to make an infusion with. So that's like more of, a, it's like a harder plant material. So that one's a really good one to infuse. So you're really like taking the time, you know, with hot water to really extract all that, the goodness from burdock root. Um, burdock root's also great for any sort of um, skin conditions. It's like a blood purifier, they call it. And, and, you know, it's supporting liver health. So it's really good if you're struggling with any sort of um, breakouts during your cycle. Burdock root can help um, just to help clear the skin, purify everything on the inside. Um, and then last, we have the luteal phase. So in the luteal phase, I like to continue with dandelion root just to continue supporting um, estrogen detoxification with the liver. Um, and I also like to bring back in uh, ginger and red raspberry leaf again. So again, red raspberry leaf at this point is just going to help. We're tonifying that uterus. We're getting it sort of ready to have a great period. Um, again, it's also really, really high in uh, magnesium, which is going to be really helpful during this phase, you know, with uh, for progesterone support, um, also easing cramps if you do tend towards painful periods. Um, red raspberry leaf is great for that. And again, the ginger. So as you're getting closer to your period, I like to start building up that warmth again in the body. So focusing on warm meals. So we're, obviously we're not like chugging ice water or smoothies and things like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, like start towards heartier stews or soups, things like that. You know, start sipping like your ginger tea as you're moving closer to your period. Um, again, it's just going to start increasing circulation. We're going to move away from like, you know, potential like um, just congestion in the uterus, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, it just provo provokes that, that good circulation. So kind of when you start your period, like you're good to go. You're like easing into it. So week two of your luteal phase, those are good herbs to uh, focus on. Okay. And, you know, you're just mentioning the uterus congestion makes me think of yoni steaming. Do you do this practice? <gasps> okay. I don't, but that's one of the things I want to implement this year. I <laughs> um, I have the stool and everything. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. You're good yeah. to it. That's awesome. So I, it's like, <laughs> it's all there. I just, I want to find um, somebody to work with so they can tailor me like the right, like herbal uh, mixture to use, like for for myself you know it's like I can do these things for myself but it helps to have like your own coach or I love you know oh yeah I hire mentors and like totally. experts that know their stuff and yeah stuff that I don't know yeah yes, exactly yep mm -hmm. so yeah so that's something I'm gonna do this year so I can't like report on it yet but you know, soon. <laughs> I'm really excited to try it. I started um, Yoni steaming back in 2019, but I did not have a stool. One day mm -hmm. I will get a stool. Yeah. Um, but I would just put the bowl um, after I, um, 
you know, boiled it and it was simmering on the stove for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I just pour all that water with the herbs into a bowl and um, put it in the toilet and I would just sit on the toilet. <laughs> like such oh, a that's such a good like idea. A, yeah, I was just like, I don't know what else to do, but these at the time, like the seats were really um, quite an investment for me. So yeah. I mm -hmm. just did that and it, it really it, it worked and it feels so good. And I, I've also spoken to um, some fertility awareness instructors who would just steam water and do that. It wasn't oh, even easy. that sounds so soothing. Yeah, you know? it's really yeah. soothing. Mm -hmm. um, and that worked too for a bit. So, but I know Amanda had um, someone on the podcast talking about her herbs and her company and stuff. So, those are the herbs I have. I have by Katara. Do you have cool. that, that seat or where did you get yours from? Um, I actually had somebody make it for me, just their oh, woodworker. I was like, can you make this thing if I design this? Like, yeah. That's amazing. So, yeah. So that, it was, that was just handmade, but I follow, I forget her name, but yeah, yeah. the Katara, mm -hmm. um, yeah, her page. <laughs> that's where I was like, I love the little pot that she sells and the herbs. Yeah. And like, that's where I want to, I want to like get the stuff from there. And so, yeah, I'm, I've, you know, I mean, you've done it, so you know, but I've heard that it's so great for, yeah, like congestion in the uterus, um, scarring, um, especially postpartum. heavy periods. What'd you say? Especially postpartum. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. I wish I was like aware of all this stuff yeah. after I gave birth <laughs> to my daughter. Cause like, I would have been so, so into this. Like if I ever have another kid, like I can't, I'm kind of excited. Cause like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh, we'll do it. yeah. The steaming, like, yeah. yeah, this sort of stuff. Like, yeah. Oh, do I <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> yeah. So I recently got, got back into it and it just mm -hmm. like, it's just such a really nice, um, form of self-care for sure. Oh, absolutely. Just mm -hmm. sitting there and just like feeling the warmth and mm -hmm. just that alone. And the herbs smell so good. So good. And she has like a little quiz on her website too, like just based off of like some symptoms, like, mm -hmm. um, that you're experiencing and that kind of determines like which set of herbs, um, she has a few like would work best for you too. Oh, that's cool. That's, oh, I have to check that out. Yeah. Um, well, awesome. Beautiful. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, Emily. It was really nice getting to meet you and hear your story. And thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. Where can we find you? Where can we keep up with you? Yeah. So my, my Instagram which I'll be back on soon is um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's at golden.wellness. And then uh, my website is www.goldenwellness.co. Perfect. Perfect. Well, we will link everything, including that book you mentioned yeah. in mm -hmm. the show notes. So mm -hmm. thank you everyone for listening until next time. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. If the episode resonated with you, feel free to share it with a friend and give the podcast a five-star review and rating as this allows us to grow and continue having incredible guests on the show. Thank you so much for your support. Until next time.